Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Football is back. All of your week one odds, props, promos, and parlays are available right now at Bet Online Sportsbook. And when you use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description to this episode. Bet Online, where the game and the season starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. That's the whole purpose of this podcast thing. You can listen to the show however and whenever it is that you so choose. And we appreciate that you have decided to stop in however and whenever it is that you may be choosing. We have got a fantabulous, fantabulous episode coming at you here today. We are going to be joined by our friend Juju Talk Sports here on the Take It Easy podcast. Uh, we talked last week about the Trey Lance trade and him going to the Dallas Cowboys. I was on Sacramento radio with the home of the 49ers doing sports radio when the news broke, so we got all sorts of analysis coming in from that on the Trey Lance news. And here today, we have a conversation surrounding the Trey Lance trade to the Dallas Cowboys with our friend Juju and Zach from BOTA Sports, who you heard on Monday's episode of the show a little bit. We're going to chat about that. Uh, and then Juju, a 49ers fan, is going to have a, a conversation with myself about Jimmy Garoppolo and the future of the 49ers in that respect as well. We had a really fun conversation around what was happening with Jimmy Garoppolo as well today. And I'm very excited to share both of those episodes here with you today. Uh, if you want to watch the YouTube versions of those episodes, you can check out Juju's YouTube channel with the link in the description to this episode as well. He and I put together these YouTube videos uh, usually once a week. They come out periodically throughout the week, and I really enjoy getting to share them with you because me and him have some fun conversations that we can share here on the Take It Easy podcast. And as I've now moved into other endeavors like full-time sports radio producer job and doing stuff with books and writing like we did 
the project with the San Antonio Spurs and other various projects in sports radio. Uh, repurposing those episodes is a really great way to make Take It Easy podcasts. And Juju and I have been doing these shows for years now, and the chemistry is there, and I just love being able to share a lot of those episodes with you here on the podcast. So here on this fine, fine Wednesday, right before the NFL season kicks off, we put a bow on the final big NFL offseason story, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo going from the Raiders to the 49ers, Trey Lance being traded to the Cowboys, and for one maybe final episode and one final time since it appears that the Jimmy Garoppolo purgatory and Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers era, Jimmy versus Trey Lance and all that stuff, now that it seems to be coming to a close, one last time we can play our Jimmy Garoppolo parody song that we made back in 2022 that has rang true and been a staple of this podcast for about three seasons in the NFL now. If you talk about the 2021 season that ended with the Rams Super Bowl, last year's season with Garoppolo and Lance and Purdy, and now into this season, three NFL seasons, this song has carried us through in putting a perfect bow and a perfect cap on the Jimmy Garoppolo Trey Lance story. A story we followed so much over the last three seasons that we serenaded it with the ultimate form of respect we have on this show, which is a parody song about Jimmy Garoppolo. So without further ado, one last time, here is our Jimmy Garoppolo Weatherman parody song, putting what I'm going to dub as the official bow on the Jimmy Garoppolo Trey Lance era of this fine podcast. Garoppolo drops back to throw. You're gonna lose the game. The seasons come and seasons go. The Niners need a change. If you don't throw check downs, you're gonna take a sack. Jimmy G is warming up. Yeah, he's your quarterback. No, don't throw it. Interceptions drive us all insane. Phones are calling. Ron Rivera wants to make a trade. If a rookie QB isn't in your plans, just call San Francisco up. They got your quarterback. They say he's smart, and he wins games. That don't mean a thing. If since week one, Trey Lance had played, the 49ers would have had a ring. If your team's rebuilding talent's what you lack, 
Trade two picks for Jimmy G. Now he's your quarterback. The Trey Lance era in San Francisco has come to a screeching halt. It started last Wednesday with the announcement that Sam Darnold will be the 49ers QB2 behind Brock Purdy. Then on Friday, mere hours before the 49ers' last preseason game against the Chargers, it was announced that Lance would be traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. Bear in mind that the 49ers traded three first round picks to Miami to draft Lance back in 2021. How do you think the Lance trade will be remembered in San Francisco 49ers history? I, I'm thinking they're hoping it's never going to be remembered. I mean, a catastrophic meltdown of epic proportions on that trade front, really turning around and trading three first round picks for a fourth round pick at this point. And, you know, the destination also is a little strange to me with you know, Dak being an established quarterback in Dallas, you know, m maybe just having him redshirt and learn from Dak possibly. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to try to hide this one under the rug. Not great. Uh, what do you think of the landing spot in Dallas? I have to suspect that the Cowboys were the team that offered the best package for Trey Lance and the 49ers looked up and said, we're just going to take the best offer on the table, regardless of team or division or situation that it puts Lance in, you know, whether it's the best place for him to succeed or get playing time. I think they just took whatever the best offer on the table was, which was a fourth round pick, but they were offered a third round pick at the NFL draft and they were asking for a first round pick reportedly. They just kept holding and holding and holding, hoping that something would come around for Trey Lance. And then at the very end, they siphoned him off for a fourth round pick to, uh, I guess we could say a conference rival. I mean, the, again, the 49ers have knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs the last two years. So I guess you could kind of say a conference rival. So there's been reporting that they were trying to find the best situation for Lance. That was at least discussed after Lance reportedly told Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and company that he wanted out. I don't know if, like Zach was saying, that Dallas is the best landing spot for him, specifically when I consider Lance's situation. He's a QB that needs playing time, right? That's been the narrative for the last three years that he's been in San Francisco is this guy does not get enough live game reps. Well, how is he going to get game reps in Dallas when you have, again, as Zach was saying, an established quarterback in Dak Prescott there? And even behind him, I don't think Lance has any claim to playing time more than Cooper Rush. We saw Cooper Rush play last year, four and one in those starts. If you're Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys and you need to win games, you're in a similar situation that the Niners are in. You're a competing team. You think you have a chance to win the NFC. You think you have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. You can't afford to try and develop lands if, let's say, you have to get to your QB3, which is a situation that the Niners didn't expect to see themselves in and no NFL team realistically that thinks they have a chance at winning a Super Bowl should expect to find themselves in. So I really don't know if Dallas is the best spot either. And that's part of the conundrum of Trey Lance is what do you do with this guy? Because we know he needs to get the playing time. I didn't see a better destination for him to get that playing time. And again, I, I just don't see how he's even going to be able to compete with Cooper Rush in practice throughout the course of a season because that's really what he's down to. There's no more preseason games left. Where is Trey Lance's opportunity to prove himself as a top three selection that he was in 2021? That's, again, part of the issue of this trade. I think it's not necessarily for the best for Trey Lance at all. I think it is for the best of the Niners because, as you mentioned, and some of the reports I was hearing around the draft is it was really just a conditional fifth-round pick that they would have got offered from the Minnesota Vikings. That was probably the best they could hope for. And then, obviously, you look at what's going on with Miami – so uh, when I think about like, how should this trade get remembered? 
Uh, Miami, I mean, they got Bradley Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, three top end players out of this deal. And then the 10 players drafted after uh, Trey Lance, uh, when you think about Patrick Sertay, Micah Parsons, Penny Sewell, these are all guys that the Niners could have used. <laughs> it, it would have been better if they just didn't trade up at all. Stay at 12. They could have stayed at 12 and just gotten someone that could have helped the team. I don't know what if that would have meant Jimmy Garoppolo sticks around for another couple of years, but it's better than kind of like this situation now, I would estimate. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it honestly, it is it is mind-boggling how lopsided this trade is in, in, in hindsight now. I mean, like you mentioned, Bradley Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and I mean, you have that infusion of of talent that has to play some some key in getting Jalen Ramsey on over there as well, and the possibility of now Jonathan Taylor being traded to Miami. So even though you you got you have that talent for those first round picks, you're also generating more talent, more buzz for your team by having those players there and getting a guy like Jalen Ramsey, and now obviously possibly Jonathan Taylor. So I mean, it really you know three first round picks turned into a possibility of five of those guys, and the Niners have. Okay exactly what to show for it from the from the cooper rush standpoint i just want to say if the conversation is about where trey lance is going to get playing time in order to develop if he's not going to be the backup quarterback over cooper rush who i will remind you is a backup quarterback with a capital b at the start of that he is not getting playing time anywhere if he can't beat out Cooper Rush for the backup quarterback job. Because you asked what scenario is he going to find playing time? I mean, Dak Prescott broke his leg in 2020. Dak Prescott missed four games at the start of 2022. We're not talking about a quarterback that's a picture of health, right? That the trade for Trey Lance is, if Dak Prescott goes down, Trey Lance is a similar skill type of quarterback. They have a very vanilla offense, which we've talked about in another video with Brian Schottenheimer coming in as the offensive coordinator. So just the simplest solution is plug Trey Lance in and see if the offense runs similarly without Dak Prescott. But if if it's going to be Cooper Rush over Trey Lance, there was no place the Niners were going to trade him that he was going to get playing time. But how does he beat Cooper Rush? Because he doesn't have any chance to showcase his abilities aside from the practice field. And the Niners basically told you they don't think that on a practice field, he's good enough to even beat Sam Darnold or he's good enough to even beat Brandon Allen. He clearly, his talents don't show in on a practice field. They need game reps and there's no game reps to be had anymore. The Cowboys played their last preseason game again too this past weekend. Here's the solution. Mike McCarthy walks in that quarterback room and says, Trey, your quarterback two, Cooper, your quarterback three. So, so you're saying that they should rig it in the same way that the Niners rigged it in 2022 to have him over Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if you ask Niners players, they didn't think that Trey Lance was the better quarterback last year either. And they rigged the competition to allow, and heck, it wasn't even a competition. There was all the weirdness of signing Jimmy Garoppolo before that season even started. They rigged it to have Trey Lance as the QB one. And clearly no one on the team believed it either. And I don't think you could even sell that to Cowboys players who saw Cooper Rush last year and won games with Cooper Rush's quarterback. Yeah, but that defeats the whole conversation, right? Because if Cooper Rush, who, I, again, I'm going to reiterate, backup quarterback with a capital B, like the most backup of back backup quarterbacks there is in the NFL right now. If Cooper Rush is better than Trey Lance, then the Cowboys probably shouldn't have given up that much to get Trey Lance in the first place, because that means Trey Lance is essentially a third string quarterback at this point. And it means that he's in a position to potentially get cut, depending on how rosters are set up for a team. So if the Cowboys are invested in his development, which in fairness, they're a lot less invested in his development than the 49ers were, given what they had to give up 
to get Trey Lance. If they are invested in his development, they will name him the QB2 and hope that Dak Prescott plays all 17 games, right? The Cowboys didn't trade for Trey Lance because they view him as the long-term replacement to Dak Prescott, right? That's not the end game here for the Dallas Cowboys is like, we will develop him for two years. Then when Trey enters his fifth year, he could potentially replace Dak Prescott. That That's not the game here. They just saw an opportunity to trade for a guy that they valued as a first or second round grade a couple of years ago and only had to give up a fourth rounder to get him. And he's a better backup quarterback option than Will Greer potentially. So I don't think that the long-term plan for the Cowboys is give Trey Lance the development necessary to become a starter because who's the team that was going to do that? I mean, who's the team that was going to trade for Trey Lance now after the 49ers not only like chose Sam Darnold over him, but like kind of humiliated him on the way out the door, right? They kind of made it clear, hey, we don't believe in this guy at all. And they just lowered his value more and more and more and then cashed out at the last minute when uh, reports are, like you said, Trey Lance was ready to, you know, demand his way out the door. I really want to know why he wasn't at practice on the day it was announced that Sam Darnold was they there. Because Kyle said, Shanahan's, they said it was an emotional meeting, which is a which. Yeah. By the way, that's that's a lazy lie. It's not even a good lie. It's just a lazy lie on their well, part. It's not put, even a good lie. <laughs> put yourself in Trey Lance's shoes. It would have been an awkward situation for him to be out there on the practice field the same day as the announcement. And it no. protected them from having to answer the questions, too. It was a little awkward that they had players go out there and have to answer the questions for them. But still, like, it was a way of protecting both the player and themselves. It was a way to protect John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan from that tough question as well. And a way to get Trey Lance sure. out of San Francisco. Because one of the fun elements of this whole story that hasn't been talked about a lot is Sam Darnold and Trey Lance have the same agent. So it's most likely that that agent or their representation may have leaked the news that uh, Sam Darnold was named the clear-cut quarterback too. Because it benefits Trey Lance to get out of San Francisco if he's going to be the quarterback three. And it benefits Sam Darnold to know that he's the clear-cut quarterback two going into the season so I just want to know what the actual reason was because I'm not buying the emotional distress day off for Trey Lance and then he's traded 48 hours later I'm not buying that Zach any theories as far as the actual reason I mean we could deep dive into you know hundreds and hundreds of theories about you know what is going what had happened prior to that uh, announcement but I, I really don't know I mean I, I could guess that basically like what Kyle said you know they, they found out and that was it he was done he walked out walked away looking at all this in in, in hindsight I, I do want to ask you guys a question is this considered the biggest draft bust of all time now now that we kind of have finality on you know how many games he played the assets that were given up for this player where he was drafted um, I'm just curious to get your guys' thoughts on that. Well, what's going to be the big separator here is that the 49ers are actually good and could still potentially be good. And the fact that the Brock Purdy element, if Brock Purdy continues to play at the level that he's played at, then the Niners never have to look back and think about this decision ever again. When I compare that to other draft day bust, like a Jamarcus Russell, a Ryan Leaf, or a Johnny Manziel, uh, that were embarrassing because the team was bad and stayed bad after they left their respective franchise. If the Niners against their success continues, if Brock continues to play like he did last season, then I don't think it will be remembered as that. I mean, it's an embarrassment, certainly for Lynch and Shanahan, when they have to answer questions about this. 
And certainly if Lance goes on to do greater things, that's going to be another element of this that's going to cause them issues. As it stands right now, they basically told you something. They think Trey Lance sucks and they were really ready to cut bait. So my answer to your question is, I don't know if it's the biggest draft buster all time or how we really quantify it against like other strange scenarios. The thing that I feel saying is that this is the most unique draft bust of all time. In the sense that the 49ers gave up more for Trey Lance than the Denver Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. And we could argue that the Broncos, for all the faults, have gotten more production out of Russell Wilson than the 49ers got out of Trey Lance. From that respect, it's one of the biggest value trades in the history of the NFL. And for a player that ended up not getting basically any playing time during his tenure in San Francisco, that is a really unique situation combined with the fact that the 49ers, this is the thing I say all the time, like football is hard to understand in the first place. Like for the common fan, it's hard to really understand what you're watching in football. Now imagine an offense that football people don't even understand in San Francisco. So you have this crazy unique offense with this crazy unique, uh, essentially coordinator in Kyle Shanahan, who has all these crazy ideas about putting a football team together. They have all of this talent on offense, all of this talent on defense. And then they went through the rotating door of we're going to draft Trey Lance, but then we're going to play Jimmy Garoppolo for an entire season. And then we're going to make Lance the starter, but Garoppolo's still here for some reason. And then Lance is going to get hurt and Garoppolo's going to get hurt. And now it's Brock Purdy. And now Brock Purdy is basically the new Nick Foles. And like, how the hell did this happen? Now, we, now he's our quarterback. And now it's Purdy versus Lance. And now it's no, wait, never mind. Purdy's the number one. And now Sam Darnold's here for some reason. Like, it's just such a unique situation. And for it to go the way it did, I, I don't know if it's the biggest draft bust ever, but it's such a unique situation because I mean like Juju pointed out they've been in the NFC championship game two years in a row they have more pro bowlers on their team in the last four years than the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks like it is remarkable the success that they've had despite the fact that they drafted Solomon Thomas drafted Mike McGlinchey in the first round traded three first round picks for Trey Lance like it is remarkable the success that they've had in spite of all of these missteps along the way it's the most unique draft bust i've ever seen biggest thing i learned is don't trust lynch and shanahan to draft in the first round aside from nick bosa it tends not to work really well in san francisco if they trade down to the second third fourth hell i guess even seventh round i'm okay with that that's where they draft their all pros that's where they draft those pro bowlers because clearly when they draft in the first round not a lot of good things tends to happen <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you on that. I'm I'm a I'm a product of a Belichickian era, so I he's famous for doing that. So I definitely feel you. Hey guys, we want to give a big shout out to Zach Burl for joining us on this episode. Zach's one of the outstanding hosts of the Boda Sports Podcast. Those guys do a great job of covering the NFL and fantasy football. Give them a listen. Find links to their stuff in our YouTube description below. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on our stuff as well. From Juju, stay safe, happy, and healthy, and we'll see you on the next one. Garoppolo drops back to throw. You're gonna lose the game. The seasons come 
and seasons go. The Niners need a change. If you don't throw check downs, you're gonna take a sack. Jimmy G is warming up, yeah, he's your quarterback. No, don't throw it. Interceptions drive us all insane. Phones are calling. Ron Rivera wants to make a trade. If a rookie QB isn't in your plans, just call San Francisco up. They got your quarterback. They say he's smart, and he wins games. That don't mean a thing. If since week one, Trey Lance had played, the 49ers would have had a ring. If your team's rebuilding, talent's what you lack. Trade two picks for Jimmy G. Now he's your quarterback. How do you think San Francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations? How do you think they've handled them? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's just not. It's, uh, I think it's it is messy. It is. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Um, you know, Jimmy, the comments are the comments. I'm really not concerned about his comments. If you're a 49ers fan, the Jimmy Garoppolo topic, it, it doesn't go away. It just kind of evolves. It changes and morphs. Now Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo did the media rounds this week. Uh, honestly, it's kind of funny because I feel like I never heard him speak as a Niner. Uh, this week, he stopped in for an interview with SI's Robin Lundgren. In the interview, Robin asked Jimmy what he thought about the Niners quarterback room and their decision to ultimately trade Trey Lance and name Sam Darnold the backup. What did you make of the, the Trey Lance trade to Dallas? Uh, you know, weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Uh, just to leave it at that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan actually fired back in a press conference this week. Longtime Bay Area reporter Matt Mayoko asked him about the quarterback room and Jimmy's comments, and he said, Yeah, I think anytime you trade up in, to the third pick in the draft and it doesn't work out, that's a weird situation. But that is the situation. So that's what happened. I don't think it's that weird. It's unusual that it doesn't work out. But I wouldn't think that's weird. I think that's unusual. What do you think? The fact that he said goodbye, you know, the day after that one season's over, and he's, you know, all all the things that happened with him physically. He comes back. He's, you know, on, on the side field and ends up resigning and starting. And it just seems like, I mean, it's been a unique. And do you remember why that happened? I remember why everything happened. But I'm all just right. saying it's been a unique situation. I agree. It's been unique. 
he also kind of buried Jimmy a little bit. He said, when you have a quarterback that can't stay healthy, when you trade up to the number three pick and it doesn't work out. Yeah, it's a little strange. You know, when we got here, we we waited 10 weeks, made a trade for a quarterback, played five games, and then we made him the highest paid quarterback of all time at the time. Um, then he played two of the next five years and did really good in those two years. It's, his injuries for three of those five years were legit. It was rough on him, rough on us. Um, and then we made a move to go to a younger quarterback, and that's what we did. Um, we thought he'd be ready in two years, and he wasn't. And now we have a different younger quarterback. So that's the situation. Kyle, I got to tell you, as a 49ers fan, I felt like I never heard Jimmy speak, like I mentioned. But um, now as a Raiders quarterback, it seems like he's all giddy to go out there and do the media. Uh, so what do you think of Garoppolo's comments? Do you think he was out of line with anything he said? Well, I, I mean, I feel like former 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo commenting on the Trey Lance situation was uh, was completely out of line because what would Jimmy Garoppolo know about being the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers who then is unceremoniously replaced by a young quarterback without getting any heads up that something like that is happening? What would Jimmy Garoppolo ever know about that, right? Right? Yeah, they treated Jimmy Garoppolo exactly the same way they treated Trey Lance at the end. And look, Garoppolo purgatory is a real thing, man. The the 49er fan has been stuck in Jimmy Garoppolo purgatory for years. They tried to draft a quarterback to replace him, and Jimmy spent two more seasons on that team somehow. Technically speaking, him and that quarterback they drafted to replace him lasted the same amount of time, right? Because... Jimmy played until the end of last season. Trey Lance played until the end of last season. If you count Trey Lance breaking his leg, technically Jimmy Garoppolo outlasted the quarterback they drafted to replace him in San Francisco because he played a game more recently. So Jimmy Garoppolo purgatory will never, ever end. And I think that Garoppolo's comments were fun. I like that the 49ers quarterback room is... All of a sudden, it's it's become like once is a fluke, twice is a pattern, three is a tendency. And now that we're on the third quarterback mess up for the 49ers, all of a sudden people are coming out and questioning openly Kyle Shanahan. I like that part of it. So I think it's fun when we have drama like this. Well, who do you think is under more pressure this year? Jimmy Garoppolo for making those comments and kind of burying Shanahan or Shanahan in his first full season that he won't have Jimmy Garoppolo on the team? I guess I want to say Shanahan more so because of the team expectations. Like, I know Colin Cowherd is saying the Raiders are going to win 10 games and there's people who think the Raiders are a sneaky play. Look, the Raiders are bad, okay? The Raiders are not going to be good this year. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is going to be replaced by Aiden O'Connell at some point during the season, either because of performance or injury. It's just going to happen. The defense is going to allow 28 points a game. It's just part of the equation for the Raiders this year. So I think the Raiders don't have that same level of expectation. And I mean, at this point, wouldn't you say Garoppolo is a made man at this point? Like, I don't think there's anything that's going to happen in the next three to five years that's really going to change our perception of Jimmy Garoppolo. Hell, this year might be the last time he gets I disagree a with that. to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I disagree with that because if Jimmy Garoppolo goes out there and does what Jimmy Garoppolo has done his whole career and win at a 70% winning percentage, then I think it would change Garoppolo's perception in a positive direction. Now, if the Raiders, as you mentioned, were a four-win mess and Garoppolo got replaced midseason, then it would validate anyone who ever said that Jimmy Garoppolo was anything less than what 
I and some other 49ers fans have viewed him as throughout his career, which I view him as a winning quarterback. I viewed him as top 10 in the league at one point. And, you know, now that he's in this AFC and that the AFC is loaded at quarterback, I still think that he can hold his own. Like, I don't think the Raiders are going to be as bad as they were last season. If for nothing else, I kind of feel like Jimmy Garoppolo might actually be a better fit than Derek Carr. Some things that Jimmy does well, Carr doesn't. Like, yes, Carr has better deep ball accuracy. Fine. that That is what it is. But what I think that Jimmy brings to this team is, you know, he does have a little bit of that gunslinger playmaker mentality. And sometimes that's got him in trouble. But what I've always appreciated about Garoppolo is his ability to bounce back, have a short memory. It's kind of a diss, but it's also kind of a good thing for him. He's always had kind of a goldfish memory. Like, he'll throw an interception, he'll make a bad play, and then the next series, he'll come back stronger. Now, the Raiders, uh, they just got Josh Jacobs back on this team after his hold-in, hold-out situation, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, Devontae Adams is still hanging around there. Josh McDaniels, there is some familiarity between the two. Obviously, Garoppolo being a Patriot to start his career when McDaniels was there. The Raiders' defense has never been a strong point, but hey, they have top 25 NFL 100 player Max Crosby there to cause quarterbacks all kinds of issues. So I I do think that the Raiders have a little juice. And if let's be honest, if they didn't lose four or five games last year that they had double digit point leads in, they would have been in a much better spot than they ended up being ultimately. We talked about the scenario where they end up winning four games or something like that this year. We talked about the scenario where maybe they do win 10 games and sneak in the playoffs and Garoppolo wins at that 70% clip you were talking about. I think the middle of the pack is kind of the more interesting space because at this point, I think you would agree with this, Garoppolo is playing like year to year in terms of his chances to be a starter in the NFL. He is in that kind of Marcus Mariota territory now where he's like on the fringe of being a starter in the NFL, but also could be a backup. I mean, he was supposed to be the Niners backup last year, and then he was a starter for the Raiders this year. So I I feel like if it's in the middle, it's going to be interesting to have the Garoppolo conversation in 2024, because I don't see a world where he elevates this Raider team specifically. Although I've been wrong before, it could work out for Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo purgatory works in mysterious ways at times. Well, a lot of the discourse for 49ers fans has been that Garoppolo only is what he is because Kyle can scheme wide open wide receivers for him to hit or not hit, because that's also been part of the discussion for 49ers fans when it comes to Garoppolo and his ability to just complete basic passes. But when you look at the stats, like, heck, even last year, he was top five in all these major quarterback stats. And I feel as though, and this is going back all the way to the very beginning, 2017, I feel as though 49ers teammates have a way of gravitating around Jimmy. Now, I know things ended weird in New England, different culture over there, obviously, when you have Tom Brady and everyone's used to how Tom Brady is. But aside from Edelman's comments and uh, Bennett's comments, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo has been a generally well-liked teammate. And I, I do feel as though that what he can bring is he gives a energy that guys want to play for and guys want to gravitate towards. So I feel like that's something, I don't know. I don't know if Derek Carr brought that. Obviously, Devontae and Derek Carr were best friends, so there was a connection there. But as teammates in with the Raiders last year, we didn't really see that translate. I, obviously, it didn't help that Darren Waller was hurt all year. Hunter Renfro was hurt all year. So those are things that impacted the Raiders as well. Again, you know, it's just going to come down to, and even more so than Garoppolo, Josh McDaniels, the fact that 
McDaniels was the head coach during all these blown leads. Because again, you, the Raiders, if we just give them three of those back, three do-overs in those games that they just pissed away, then their their season, we're looking at it completely different. And the one thing I said coming off the Rich Vespaccio year, you know, is they couldn't get worse with McDaniels. That was the big barometer I was going to look at him at. And the fact that they got worse was disappointing because they didn't really lose much from the previous year's team that was a playoff team. Yes, and and I've done this before. I brought the nerd stats out and proved that like the Basaccia year and the McDaniels year, they were actually basically the exact same team. Like their DVOA was 18th in the league versus 17th in the league. Their offense was slightly better under McDaniels than the Basaccia season, but their defense took a step back. They were basically the same team. The only difference was they went like six and one in one score games in 2021, and they blew five double digit leads in 2022. But they can I say, aside from the nerd stats, though, it, just going away from that, like the fact that the Raiders made the playoff that year was so impressive given that they had a lot going on they had their coach fired mid-season the guy who was building everything the guy that every player in that roster was on that roster because of him in John Gruden because of the comments that emails that leaked out and then you had their first round draft pick Henry Ruggs III literally kill a woman and her dog in a fiery crash. Obviously, Henry Ruggs, he got sentenced this year. That's a whole different story. But the fact that that's happened in the same season and the Raiders still made the playoffs, I think is way more impressive. And McDaniels coming in last year, he didn't have to deal with any of that. He was supposed to be the guy that turned around the culture and none of that was even on the table. Luckily for the Raiders, I don't remember any big off the field issues as opposed to the previous year. Heck, I even forgot uh, David Arnett and him going on IG Live, too, with his uh, machine gun like and threatening people. That was also another thing from the previous year, and they still, again, made the playoffs that season. What one person says is impressive, I say is improbable. It was improbable that the Raiders made the playoff that year, and yet they got there anyways. And so this year's team is no better or worse than last year's team because they didn't really add anyone. I mean, they got Tyree Wilson in the draft, and obviously he could be an absolute stud. Some people were saying he was a top five prospect in the draft class and fell to the Raiders at seven. So obviously adding Tyree Wilson is going to help. But other than that, they didn't really add anything to the team. The difference between Derek Carr and Garoppolo, I mean, Carr had a bad year last year, but I think if you take the averages of those two, I think it's not a significant change in what's going to happen to the Raiders results wise. And the rest of the team is pretty much the same. I mean, minus Darren Waller, who wasn't there last year because of injuries. Uh, Most of the team is about the same. Their expected win total is about like six and a half this year. So, you know, people are saying they're going to be in that seven and 10 territory, which say that two of those games they blew those double digit second half leads go their way then they would have been a seven and ten team last year so if they're in that seven and ten space and garoppolo plays uh to about garoppolo's average for the last call it four years of his career i think it'll be interesting to see what decision the raiders make at the end of the year and what decision they make with mcdaniels because again you were in the camp of mcdaniels should have been gone last year as a one and done coach and uh, I wasn't as aggressively pushing the needle on it. I said, I can defend firing him and I can defend keeping him in both cases for the Raiders. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see what they do if the most likely outcome comes through, which is six or seven wins and the Raiders are finishing one in five against the AFC West and last place in the division this year. 
again, like my whole argument with the McDaniels thing is the fact that they got worse coming off an interim head coach. They had less drama and still got worse. They got better players and still got worse. And they blew all those leads, which is something that ultimately you do hold against a head coach when the team doesn't come out with the same energy after halftime. Those are things that I held against McDaniels. Now he's got a quarterback that at least he thinks fits his scheme better. So we'll see how he uses Jimmy Garoppolo and if he could use Jimmy Garoppolo to the best of his abilities and knock on wood again, Jimmy rooting for you. Just stay healthy. That's been the biggest knock on your career. Heck, if Jimmy Garoppolo stayed healthy, I don't think that we'd have the discussions that we have around him. Honestly, at the end of the day, his career would look a lot different than it does now. But anyway, guys, what are your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo with the Raiders this year? What kind of pressures do you think are on this Raiders team? with Garoppolo at the helm. Leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all our social medias from Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We'll see you next time. Garoppolo drops back to throw. You're gonna lose the game. The seasons come and seasons go. The Niners need a change. If you don't throw check downs, you're gonna take a sack. Jimmy G is warming up. Yeah, he's your quarterback. No, don't throw it. Interceptions drive us all insane. Phones are calling. Ron Rivera wants to make a trade. If a rookie QB isn't in your plans, just call San Francisco up. They got your quarterback. They say he's smart, and he wins games. That don't mean a thing. If since week one, Trey Lance had played, the 49ers would have had a ring. If your team's rebuilding, talent's what you lack. Trade two picks for Jimmy G. Now he's your quarterback. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.